Good evening, godless sodomites. Yeah, I'm going to start recording. But uh, yeah, she just comes in and there's like soapstone, like little pieces on the windowsill. And, right. Uh, she's like <laughs> just a giant Robert Smith poster on the which I already have. But like, like one one with him, like in like a bikini. Right, been, right. You, yeah. It's the exact same poster from Shawshank. You just taped his face over that. Yeah, the yeah, mouth. yeah, yeah. Raquel Walsh. Well, it's supposed to be yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, I just burrow into the next room, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, right. Your son's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you told no one. <laughs> it's a At least it's thing. not shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm an innocent man. <laughs> Uh, I didn't shoot my wife. Oh, we uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are coming to you today from my bedroom um, because yeah, both of I, us. <laughs> yeah, oh, I have co- from my bedroom. Yes, both of us because uh, I have COVID, um, and we're waiting for Chrissy. She got COVID too, not from me, but uh, we are. Uh, we don't know how she is, uh, but. We have a setup record time, so hopefully she'll join us. Um, but if not, it's just going to be Donovan and I today. So, with that, welcome to the Excommunication Station. I'm your host, Chaz. I'm here with Donovan. Donovan, how are you? I'm all right, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm going to take a shot of some nasacort so I can breathe during this little exercise. Yeah, that's what so. the, that's what that's what the priest used to say before they do a line of coke off of a Bible. <laughs> you got to clear the nasal passages to make sure you get right. you know you, you get the full full effect. There's a reason they call it angel dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're your hip new youth pastors, and when I'm a preaching, I strut my stuff, and I'm Dude. so strung out. I'm high as a kite. He just might stop to help you out. Let me go on. Jesus is God's son. Let me go on. Jesus, I know you're the one. And can you tell I just sit in my car and think of this stuff all day? Um, yeah, that's great. These <laughs> are thoughts uh, I have too. I just don't write them down. So oh I'm, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're great. You're, you're a genius. <laughs> well, before the podcast, I would just say this stuff out loud, and everybody would just be like, "Oh my god, he's so weird." And I was just like, "No, how about I just write it down and not say it out loud?" So um, yeah, my favorite thing is to do it too, and then like I'll sing it along to like a real song that my kids have never heard before, so they just assume I'm crazy and making up yeah. bullshit songs, and then I'll jokingly play the real song one day, and they're like, "This is a." real what is happening (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but this is the inquisition and donovan what did you want to be growing up within the church oh i never wanted to be in the church I didn't. I never. I had no ambitions for that shit. I was just like, I, I, not for me. I'm too bad. <laughs> well, what did you want to be growing up then? I wanted to be a firefighter when I was little. But it wasn't okay. because I wanted to help people. I thought it was because women would fall in love with me because I was saving their lives. 
so very fucking... rad. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, but had... they love they love the men in the uniform. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you were shooting your shot at a very young age, right? Um, yeah, I wanted to be a baseball player, but like within the church, like I How's knew I work? couldn't. Oh, it's great. Uh, batting 300 uh, career <laughs> lifetime. Um, but uh, the- yeah, uh, I, you know, I couldn't sing and I couldn't play an instrument. Mm-hmm. I tried trumpet and like, so I'm just like, I'm not going to be part of the worship team. Uh, just so random trumpet notes in the middle, <laughs> middle yeah. of hymnals. Yeah. Go I love my- tell it on the road. <laughs> I love how my goal in life was to be part of the worship team. Um, but uh, yeah, eventually thought I could be a youth pastor. Like, yeah. just like I think every other guy that had mm. no ambition in life and no like no set goals as a young kid. So uh, and no parent like trying to, you know, put your shoe in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um your end goal was you end up in the church and doing something within yeah. the church. Um, I do remember my father trying to get me involved more in the church. Like he was trying to get me to do like band stuff and stuff. When I was a yeah. teenager because I was playing guitar and yeah. he'd be like, Oh, my son plays guitar. And they were like, Oh, well you can come. I was like, ah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. do uh, you know, weird Christian parodies of one Republic. Thanks. <laughs> 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 And with that, we need to do the most important thing, and that is to pray. So hold the hand of the person next to you, and if you're driving, let Jesus take the wheel. The word corona equals 666. So if you go to Google real quick, uh, if you pull up on the screen real quick and just pull up Google, and you search for the Google Chrome logo, the Google Chrome logo under, remember, you've all know Harari is now the prophet of Silicon Valley. Under his leadership, they changed the logo to be 666. The Google Chrome logo is 666. And the Google Chrome logo is 666. So people always say, well, you got to trust Google. How many of you had people say this? Well, Google says. So the Google Chrome logo is 666. Now, the day one that Biden, day one that Biden got in office, he asked for $6.5 billion to start a new department, a new agency of the United States government. And that agency, type in HR 6666. There's four sixes is to do surveillance under the skin and to be able to arrest you for pre-crime. And the guy he tapped to be the head of that agency was Jeffrey Epstein's partner. So you just type in HR 666, HR and then four sixes, and then click on it, there he is. And click on that legislation right there, top, click on that first link, boom. All right, so look at that, HR 6666. So, sort Again, COVID pop quiz stands for vaccination, ID, AI. That's what it is. Google Chrome logo is 666. That's what it is. If you look next time you use Google, just know you're using Satan's filter. Seriously. It's very important to know that. Also, Google Chrome, okay? It's called the Chrome is the name of the logo. Chrome is the name of of the search engine. It's powered by an operating system called Adreno. Adreno Chrome. You're using Satan's tool every time you use Google. 
so we're going to put a little, uh, I guess, trigger warning on the front of this, uh, content warning. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about physical abuse today. Um, we're going to be covering, uh, we're going to be going into our series about uh, corporal punishment, I guess if that's what you want to call it, uh, within the family, within the church, and where that comes from. We're going to cover a little bit of James Dobson. Uh, Chrissy's been working on a couple episodes <clears throat> where we're going to be covering the Pearls. Uh, if you don't know who they are, to train up a child uh, is their big work. And, you know, then we'll probably go into some stories and see what else Chrissy has going. Um, I know she's sick right now, but she's been working hard on a series coming up. So uh, yes, with that. Is. With that, how you feeling, Donovan? I know this is going to be rough for you and rough for me, um, as we go uh, into a lot of our personal accounts. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I think I'm ready to good. Just go ahead forward. Uh, that was the, the whole. It's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be a little awkward sometimes for sure. Like that whole right. meet, like the whole joke thing that we just did yeah. was a little awkward and out of place. But that's how I deal with things, baby. <laughs> that's quite all right. So let me let me start this with some uh, some things that you might remember from your childhood. If you grew up in the church and you were physically punished for uh, all the sins and things you did wrong as a child. Um, so uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Um, not really in the Bible, but OK. Uh, I'm only doing this because I love you. I'm sure that hit home with a couple of people. Uh, this hurts me more than it hurts you. And then my all-time favorite was, I'll give you something to cry about. So that was a good one. Or uh, after you're crying from getting hit, you're still crying. And then they say, you know, that's when they say, I'll give you something to cry about and, you know, hit you again. So uh, it wasn't, it could have been worse. It yeah. wasn't that bad. Yeah. You're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Man. So, or I had worse done to me when I was a kid kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So be thankful. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Um, but today we are talking about probably the most basic form of punishment that most of us went through growing up in the church. And that is, we're going to call it spanking or I don't know what you feel comfortable calling it. Um, Donovan. Uh, well, it was, that's the, I mean, that's the legit, legitimate, like, I guess, turn for it. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I'm trying to think of other ways to say it, and I can't really think of any, because that's just what it was even referred to, threatened with, yeah. you know? So that's what we yeah. were threatened with as the word. So I guess that's the best way to do it. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to say whooping or whipping, because that, you yeah. know. I guess yeah. beating. That beating that's another a, one catch a beating. beatings yeah you're gonna get a beating when we get home or yep yeah, yeah. um yeah your your family might have you know had a code word for it or maybe, oh yeah uh, a look um, a look <laughs> yeah i know that look um yeah, yeah. and yeah so whatever you called it in your house uh we're gonna bounce around on terms because uh, uh i don't i don't we're gonna talk about the line between the two a little bit yeah but uh uh, if you're a parent and uh, you spanked your kid in the past and you no longer are, please don't take any of this as condemnation for you. Thank you for changing your discipline progress 
and your process. Uh, I know that we had Annie on at one point uh, and she told us a story about how uh, she used to physically discipline her first child. And after that, they stopped. Um, they realized that what they were doing was wrong and I commend them for it. Um, yeah. And they're, you know, doing all they can to repair, you know, if anything was damaged between their child and, you know, them, they've been working on fixing it. And I commend them on that. It's not an easy thing to do, uh, especially when you've grown up in it. And it's the one right. way you were taught how to deal with a child. Um, so, and if you're a parent and you're still hitting your kids, please fucking stop it. Um, yeah. Do what you can do. Uh, hitting your kids is the easy way to do it. Um, sitting down and talking to your kid is, is, is the hard thing. It shouldn't be. It should be the other way around. But uh, yeah, I think that's what a lot of our parents and the church taught us to do was that's the easiest way to handle it was just to, I don't know. Uh, to lash out, I guess. Yeah, I guess to, so. I don't know. Because that's all that ever really was, was just yeah. them lashing out, reacting to their emotion without processing any kind of fucking thought. Yep. Doing yeah. what they wanted in that moment. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think before we go into the weeds of the topic, like we have done with most of our other episodes, we unload all our trauma to our listeners. Yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> we want to talk about our experiences being spanked, uh, but also since we're all parents, why and how we decided to discipline our kids the way that we do. Um, I was so, listening back to an episode we did, like a couple, I think it was our first mental health episode or something, mm -hmm. when we, me and you were bantering about like the shit we went through. And then yeah. I made a joke about doing a, a trauma bingo cards for the yeah. listeners. <laughs> I think I might do that. <laughs> <laughs> the first one to call in, it's a, uh, I don't know what you get. Uh, I, I, what would Jesus do bracelet? There you go. I can, I'll make I can, it for I'll you. Make one. Yeah, I'll make yeah, one. See? <laughs> <We've>, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be our new Patreon, WWJD bracelets. Um, yeah, we get them from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote this all down. I asked Donovan to write down his too, so we can sort of stay on topic. Um, mm. uh, I don't know if we go off a topic, uh, how long it's going to take us to get back on uh chrissy's not here to rain, rain us in um so yeah. uh i remember the first time i was spanked uh, it was 19 around 1985 my mother married my stepfather and we moved into his trailer uh he went door to door as a uh what do you call it those people that like witness door to door and uh my mother was living i didn't write this down so I should have, but, uh, my mother was living in a one bedroom apartment with me and three of my other siblings. Uh, mm -hmm. she had left my father who was an abusive alcoholic. Uh, she found Jesus. My stepfather came knocking on the door. Uh, they kicked up some sort of a relationship. Um, and then, he met her doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? And, okay. Uh, yeah not predatory at all or anything um, no but uh no. i'm pretty sure maybe a common way people got married back, <laughs> back in the 80s <laughs> god damn jesus christ uh i wonder if anybody else had that experience 
yeah my stepfather or my father was like a door-to-door uh witness jesus and jesus salesman history. yeah seriously <laughs> that's basically what it is um and that's what he did for a lot of his life was sales so uh but anyway oh. um uh, i was four uh, my sister was five at this time we got in trouble for something it's a long story but bob made my sister and i go outside and pick out a switch or a branch uh, depending what you call it where you grew up uh, we had no idea why, and we came back to him with the sticks. Uh, he grabbed us by the arms, yanked down our pants, and smacked us on our backs, legs, and asses with the branch. Uh, so uh, we lived there. Uh, when we lived there, that was a usual form of punishment because we lived right next to the woods. Um, as we moved to a different house, we didn't have the woods, so that became something that we couldn't really do anymore. Um, but I, I got out of it once when I brought him back a log to hit me with. Um, <laughs> he, he thought it was funny, uh, so he let me go. Jesus Christ, man, that is so fucking dark. Um, if it wasn't a stick, and this more went into when we moved to the other place, uh, my stepfather would spank us with belts, wooden spoons, rulers, yardsticks, paint stirrers, rolled up magazines like a dog, newspapers, and the good old hands. Um, he also liked to pull hair, grab me by the throat or arms, smack me across the face. But, uh, you know, we aren't here to talk about all that stuff because that's abuse. Um, spanking and right. hitting your children with objects is biblically justified and commanded, right? Discipline. Yeah. Um, you know, my mother was no better. I will say the only difference with her is that her physical punishment was always done out of anger. Um, all of it. I can pinpoint each time uh, they were all done out of rage, uh, but her real punishment was silence. She could fill the house with silence for months. Uh, my stepfather, yeah, a lot of the times were done out of rage, but sometimes he actually listened to some of the books that he read from being a Christian father, mainly James Dobson, which we'll get into a little later. And sometimes he allowed some times between offense and discipline to avoid anger. As you can tell, it led to a very unstable environment, which I didn't, you know, um, when I didn't know hands or what item were coming at me. Um, so when it comes to talking about discipline, it's very hard for me to separate what is outright abuse and what by many and not just the evangelicals is a normal form of punishment. Right. Um, I can remember at least in parts, the outright abuse. Um, I've had a hard time remembering the straight down the line discipline of spanking, but I know it happened. Probably a main reason for this is that when a parent establishes that they are justified by society and media and their own faith to physically discipline, that they are justified to modify any behavior that the parent sees as offensive, weird, or annoying. Once a parent moves on from their own hand to a belt, other objects are on the table. Once a parent justifies using an open hand, moving to other uses of the hand are on the table. So what I'm saying is that once you've crossed that line into physical discipline, you've allowed yourself to cross the line into anything goes. Um, it right. becomes a slippery slope. Um, right. I'm sure there's parents out there. I might have wrote this in here. I don't know, but I'm sure there's parents. Your parent, not talking to you, Donovan, listeners. Yeah. Your parent might have only uh, disciplined you when you actually got in trouble, uh, physically disciplined you. Um, and uh, 
that's okay. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Like that's cool, but not really cool. Right. Um, I get what you're saying. It's still wrong. Yeah. It's still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that your parent was able to control themselves, but at the same time, it's, um, it's not right. Uh, right. And yeah. Anyway. Um, so one fucked up thing that Bob did to me was when uh, he was setting up uh, to spank me, he would pull down my pants and lay me across his legs. One time he had his belt out and I was crying and then he just tapped me with it. He said he was showing me mercy like Christ did for him. This did more damage me than getting actually hit because I didn't know going into the room when my next spanking was going to happen, whether or not I would be spared or whether or not I'd get a hit again. So hope sucks in that type of situation. So um, not only that, the fucking, uh, the reasoning that he's giving, giving you mm-hmm. that's, that's um, on open. That opens a whole other world of confusion for you and mm-hmm. thought process. Yeah. And yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, Now, spankings ended around the time I became 11 or so, but physical punishment, I think I just got too big. Um, Right. um, Physical punishment uh, of abuse was present until I was about 17. Um, And here are some some things that happened. Uh, Sorry, uh, but I kind of want to get this off my chest. Uh, This is not all of them. This is some of them. Uh, when I was 10, my stepfather st- stormed into our Sunday school room, picked me up by the throat and smacked me in front of everyone because a kid had punched me in the stomach and I punched him back. And my stepfather had seen me hitting the kid through the window in the hallway and decided the right course of action was to storm into the room and pick me up by the throat and slap me in front of everyone. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, when I was 12, my mother smacked the shit out of me trying uh, and tried to shove a shirt in my mouth when I left a pen in my pocket and it went through the laundry. Um, when I was 13, my father smacked the shit at my step. Sorry, my stepfather sacked the shit out of me when I jumped in front of a video camera and he was trying to film a Florida sunset. We would go down to vi- visit Disney World. It's on the video and everybody thought it was hilarious. And of course, he got, got to show it to everyone and whoever would come over and to see our Florida vacation um kind of infamous and shit yeah yeah uh when i was 14 my stepfather threw me out of bed by my arm and across the room and into a wall when i got detention at school and uh, i was going to fuck with his tea time on saturday morning um when i was 16 my mother pinned me down and tried to shave my head and then beat the shit out of me with her hands and the hair clippers because my girlfriend at the time styled my hair in a way that she did not like it Nothing was permanent. It was all gel that was in my hair. So these are just a few things. Add in the threats of death that were justified via the Bible that I've talked about before. The pulling of hair, digging of nails in the skin, silent punishment, and screaming insults. I know that my story may sound extreme, but I know it's not uncommon. I think that those of us uh, who were under the hands of our parents can remember a few instances where their parent went out of control and lashed out physically. We have solidarity in that fear and in that pain. But when somebody says, well, they abused you and didn't use biblical, but didn't use biblical discipline, I say, yes, it was abuse, 
Um, it was biblically justified based on their interpretation of the Bible, and that's the fucking problem. And at the very worst for them, if they went over the line, all they had to do was ask God for, for forgiveness. And I must accept that because if I don't, then I am living in sin. A little bit of an issue there, don't you yeah. think? Um, uh, I can't tell you how many times my stepfather came to me. Uh, he wouldn't necessarily apologize, but he would say that he needed to be a better person and that Jesus would give him the strength to do it. That when he was going out of control, that I would just need to say a word or something to get him to stop. Because that's so, your responsibility. Yeah. Um, this doesn't sound like a, you know, classic domestic violence abuser lines. And then the next week he is hitting me because I hit the, I hit the wrong spot of the step and woke him up or he's yelling at me that I shouldn't be born or wishes that he never met my mother because of me. Then I have to forgive him again. And in the end, they didn't grow as people or come to some sort of moment that they had to just stop doing what they were doing or that they were wrong. I just got too big and too strong to be fucked with or fucked with anymore. The last time was when my stepfather came nose to nose with me in the hallway of my childhood home. It was the only time he didn't swing down on me. I was bigger than he was younger and stronger. I just laughed in his face and walked downstairs. As, as far as our church and education goes, when it comes to corporal punishment, it was present and pushed. The first church I went to was run by two former military veterans. Oh, Pastor, God. Pastor Tom was a World War II Army vet, and Pastor Bill was a Vietnam Green Beret. Oh, fuck. Pastor Tom would stop service and tell parents to take their children out of service to discipline them if they were acting up. Pastor Tom called my ass out once and only one time because I fell asleep. Mind you, um, I was like five or six or even younger. Yeah. Um, wow. He stopped service and just stared at my mom and stared at me. She woke me up and that's when she started bringing pins with her to church. So uh, anytime I acted up next to her, I would get stuck with a pin. Uh, uh, I was spanked a number of times at church in the annex room, outside the sanctuary and in the bathrooms, along with other kids. I wasn't an abnormality in that. No. So uh, Pastor Bill was nicer, weirdly. Um, he just threw stuff at you. <laughs> <laughs> softball uh, hit you in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Un yeah. Fast pitch softball. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, see but... the swing on him? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Full windmill, that guy. <laughs> um, but he was the principal of the school. Uh, that we went to uh, he was the one who carried out the spankings uh, you I say he coached softball I'm gonna shit my pants <laughs> no he uh no he did play for the church softball team though um, but he, oh he shit taught, yeah he taught band all, oh. all most of the time so he would teach everybody their instruments well I got um, a feeling he's not gonna be a great guy so continue <laughs> I got spanked once and only once the seven years I was there and it was when I was in first grade and I was on the bus An older, an older kid that was in eighth grade tripped over my leg, getting on the bus. He went back. He went to the back of the bus and came back to my seat, grabbed my face and slammed it into the window, breaking my glasses. Jesus. 
The next day, we went to Pastor Bill's office with our parents. The kids said I tripped him on purpose, but I didn't. Um, Pastor Bill pulled a Solomon's judgment on us. And if you're not. Uh, oh, my God. If, if you're not, you know, if you don't know that one, it had to do with a baby. And Solomon said he was going to cut the baby in half. And the, the true mother of the baby said, don't, because she wanted the baby to live. And so you know, how did. Uh, he said because he couldn't determine who was lying and we'd both get spanked because I or this other kid didn't step in and take the punishment for both of us. We were both we were lying or one of us was or neither of us was. It doesn't like none of it made sense. I'm having a physical reaction to this because I've had this exact same fucking explanation given to me by my dad with my sisters. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, God. Yeah. Um, uh, But we both got spanked. Um, I wasn't spanked in the next school, but my sister, I believe my sister was, I don't remember for what, but I know, I'm pretty sure she was, um, but other kids got spanked. There were other physical punishments and discipline, uh, at that school, like being grabbed, pushed, pulled stuff thrown at us and a lot of yelling. So with that, that is going to be my end of this whole tale of physical punishment um can uh, can i ask you a question yeah do you remember your thought process when you were a kid and you brought the log back were you like trying to make a joke were you trying what was what do you remember i mean at the time i mean i don't i think i thought it was funny right you thought maybe if you brought this back and made a joke you'd drop it i don't know if i thought he'd drop it i was just like kind of like this, are you just being like being a smart ass intentionally maybe because <laughs> that's I what i would have done smart ass intentionally yeah. i don't think i was like i don't think i had the thought process of like well if i make him laugh he's not gonna hit like maybe i did that uh, makes a lot of sense because that's how i was and I, that, huh. it took me a while to realize that when i was a kid like that's something that like back around like december around christmas time it was really hard for me because i was thinking about that a lot Mm-hmm. How much shit I used to do to uh, dissuade my father or my mom to not hit me when I knew it was going to happen. Like if I, that's the reason mm-hmm. I was a class clown. One hundred. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh huh. So, so I, I went to that too. Yeah. So that's like that thought. For, when you said that, that stuck out to me because that's a hundred percent something I would have done for that reason. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, hey, here you go, Dad. Oh, don't do it too hard. I might die. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's something I've brought up in therapy of like trying, you know, you try to do your coping mechanisms as a kid and, you know, I can't really fight. I can't really run. Right. So my, my only choice at that point, um, cause I didn't have any protectors. Like my father wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother left for California soon after, you know, before my mother and stepfather got married. My sister, my oldest sister did the same thing um, right after they got married. Uh, didn't really have any grandparents. My grandmother died when I was six. Uh, so there wasn't anywhere to go to try to escape from it. Um, so you had to deal. And yeah. the way you and the way you, you chose to do that or the way not chose the way you just did it. Yeah. Because no choice yeah so when a lot of our comedy comes like you and me and i i know that like it's some of the most dark and gross yeah people (laughs) um are the funniest oh yeah Um, uh, i'm not saying i'm the funniest i'm just saying that like a lot of the friends that i have that 
are some of the funniest people I know are some of the most hurt. Um, yeah. That's one so, of my favorite phrases I've ever heard is uh, misery loves comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and the best <laughs> type of comedy is the kind that punches up. Um, oh, yeah. If you're if you're listening to comedy that punches down, you're doing it wrong. Um, you might be part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been coming to a realization with it, with some of the stuff I I've been consuming because I'm like, yeah, huh, they're really punching down on people that are really marginalized and like and like it's I've been having a that funny. It's weird you say that because I've been having a we really weird uh, inner thought process with the Fairley brothers lately. Because okay. the Fairley brothers, most of their movies are about people with disabilities and stuff, and some of them are have not gone with the times well, like stuck on you or stuck by you, whatever. Yeah, and me, and, myself, and Irene. Oh yeah, definitely. And then uh, something about Mary, the bro- the brother with the mental disability, the mm-hmm. Ringer. They made the Ringer with you know johnny knoxville pretending to be mentally handicapped to be in the special olympics with a bunch of other actors pretending to be so it's i don't know and but then like they've they've also done a lot for charity and stuff (laughs) yeah it's uh it's so weird are are they expressing their comedy through like traumatic stuff that happened as kids like do they right did they grow up with somebody that had special needs like it's exactly where i go with it i don't know with that but like if if you're weird. if you're listening to a, a comedian that's punching down on trans kids or oh, yeah. punching or punching down on people that are gay or or you know um right racial jokes like self-deprecating racist jokes are 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 different but like if you're white and you're making fun of you know Hispanic people or black people um marginalized communities that you have no right talking about uh so yeah, it's 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 a weird realization that I'm coming to uh, with some yeah. of the stuff that I that I take in, um, and then I think of like I know there's people have been talking about George Carlin lately. Um, oh really? I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah, he's there's a documentary coming out on HBO, and I'm so, sorry oh, really? we're going off topic, but I no, I think cool. it has to I... do it has to do with with abusing people um, and how we how we treat each other um, as a culture. But, yeah, uh, George Carlin always punched punched up. Yeah. Um, he always went after the people that went after marginalized communities. Um, he went after the church a lot. He went after powerful politicians um, and, and so like on. The Dexter yeah. Morgan of comedy of comedians. <laughs> yeah. And then you have people that are, that are like um, Joe Rogan fans that are like, this guy gets it. And yeah, he, he wouldn't, you know, he would speak in the truth today if he was still alive. And it was just like, no, you fucking idiot. He would be the ones telling you to shut up and stop making fun of trans kids. And then you would be like, well, he's all past the times. I hear what you're saying. It's kind of like um, the whole uh, thing with like a lot of older movies that are good comedies that are actually mm -hmm. satires on like like the way the culture was at the time with racism Uh and stuff like Blazing Saddles. People are like, that movie could never be made today. It's like it absolutely could be made today with the same kind of people doing it because what it's saying, you're looking at it the wrong fucking way. You just want another reason to say the N-word. Yeah. And same thing with All in the Family, one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, there's a lot of stuff in there that 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 would need to be worked out today. Um, but the gist is that Archie Bunker is a racist idiot and he's being shown as like Michael Scott kind of on The Office. Yeah. Being shown as like a racist idiot 
but I think Michael's Michael's more charming with it. But uh, but and then just calling him out on it and, and being like, shown the error of his ways. Sure. Yeah. And but like yeah. people today are like, oh, they could never make that today. Like you're just missing the complete point of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's I hate that fucking argument so much. Comedy is yeah. dead. You can't do this. And it, you know, you can. And it is being done. Stuff like that's still being done. You're yeah. just not looking for it. And you don't know where to look for it because you're just literally looking for a reason to say the things that they're saying it as a joke and as a point. You just want to say it because it's an actual racist thing that racists say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I get what you're um, saying, man. Yeah. It's just, as, as I've been reflecting through this and like how I treat people and like what I think I should be allowing into my. I'm a fragile person. <laughs> um and i get that I'm a, yeah i get it and it takes honestly it takes a lot to fucking get to that point where you can see that you know what i mean yeah and it, it, there's no shame in that man you know yeah. if, if if especially when you're self-referential like that yeah. yeah yeah and when i see like trans kids getting beat up or trans kids getting hurt or being committing suicide and whatnot and then i'm laughing alone to somebody that's poking fun at people trying to exist and and be normal um yeah and being accepted and loved and i'm just like ha ha that's not funny you know <laughs> so um yeah but yeah that's a tangent um it's just a realization i'm coming through uh so but anyway no i get where i get where you're going with that and i, I get the thought process leading to that because especially with uh deconstructing all the shit we've been talking about lately it does roll into that because mm -hmm. uh the empathy you're feeling behind that comes Absolutely. from the real the realization that you've had as you've grown older and stepped away from all this bullshit you've mm -hmm. come to that realization on your own so other things later in life are going to come along where you're like oh yeah duh what the fuck is this garbage get yeah. it away from me <laughs> you know and i know i said it on the show before but the whole lgbtq empathy thing was the last thing that came out of mm. out of out of everything um yeah, so maybe this is just another step in it, and if it is, uh, it is what it is, um, and I'm I'm glad I'm going through it, uh, and makes me a better person, I guess. So no, it does, it does. <sighs> With that, Donovan, the floor is yours. Well, first off, thank you for sharing all that, man. I know it took a lot, and uh, I connected with a lot of what you said, and I know it was rough to share, and it means a lot that you did, man. For real, oh, it helps you. me helps me to be able to share what i'm about to share and hopefully it helps everyone else or anyone else you know what i mean yeah uh okie dokie up oh, chrissy just messaged us she said she just woke up and she's going to the doctor she feels really sick oh if you want to edit that out you can i'm just letting no. you know <laughs> okay uh, go ahead all right uh okay <clears throat> i'm just gonna try to read this verbatim okay <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost i'm a survivor some days i still feel like that i'm living through this shit but i i made it out and i got away and i'm only mm -hmm. saying that and bringing it up because uh, i have to remind myself that every day and as i was writing this i had to keep telling myself that um just to keep myself grounded you know level uh <clears throat> it took me almost 30 years to admit that I was beaten and abused by my parents because of the church, because of their teachings and because of James Dobson. 
I was taught that every strike, open-handed or closed, foot or hand, verbal or physical, uh, them or an object, was because of the way I was acting. It was discipline. I was mm-hmm. only receiving these punishments because they loved me. And I had been so conditioned to believe that, that I didn't understand this was all abuse until recently. I was just like, no, I was a bad kid. I was a bad mm-hmm. kid. Uh, I have many stories at times that friends or distant family would see how my siblings and I would be treated and be shocked. Or sometimes they'd try to say something to me like, are you okay? Your dad's being pretty weird, mean, creepy. You choose your own nefarious adjective. Why isn't your mom saying anything? And, you know, um, even at a small age, I was trained to a point where I would be defending them. Uh, I'd say that's just him. I was acting up. That's that was just a slap. I shouldn't raise my voice. I shouldn't ask that question. Even, you know, uh, even after I moved away, I was still defending my mom and my dad. Uh, I would never understand why I just did it uh, because I did my best to forget those things. The reasons of what happened. uh, I never knew the reasons for what they did. It's just was me. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was love. I thought that's what my parents did. And then I had my own kids. And I felt the love I had for them, the feeling to protect, to nurture them. And I would start to question again because it didn't make any fucking sense. This was just, it was easy to love my kids, to not want to hurt or scare them. Now I just want to pause for a second and say a few things before I move forward. And that my situation is not the same as everyone that went to church. I had parents who are diagnosed narcissists and sociopaths. One of them is in prison for 66 years for being a fucking monster. I don't blame the church for making them that way. I blame the church and James Dobson specifically for giving them legs, a means to do what they wanted. The books, the teachings, and they just gave my parents an excuse and reasons to treat me and my sisters like slaves, objects, The jokes that were constantly made about how they only had kids to clean the house, to do things Mm. for them, like give them beer. And, you know, just there were jokes, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were brought into this world with a purpose to be a soldier for God and to do whatever our parents told us. God said so. So did Dr. Dobson. The Bible says it right there it's all there black and white clear as crystal you you stole busy lifting drinks you bumped into the ceiling which now has to be washed and sterilized so you get nothing you lose good day sir i don't know why i did that i thought it was funny (laughs) i said good day my one of my all-time favorite movie scenes me too as soon as i start i cry almost every time oh my god uh, yeah, so I, back the everlapping gobstopper. Yeah, <sighs> I wrote it in there because I thought it was a, a, a national treasure. I, lo- I love that I wrote it in there because I'm a movie nerd and I thought it was a great reference, but now I'm thinking about the reality <laughs> of the scene and it's so heartbreakingly beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good comparison. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> abusive at the same well, time. Yeah, yeah, but don't you see, Charlie? You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I killed uh, all these kids for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, we need anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, back on track, man. Okay. <laughs> 
There are instances in particular that I remember rationalizing to myself that they only did this because they loved me and because I did love them and uh, or because I didn't love them or got enough. Mm-hmm. That's what, okay, let me just say it again. There are instances in particular I remember rationalizing to myself that they were only doing what they did because they loved me and I didn't love them enough or got enough. That's what I'm, okay. Okay. <laughs> Once when I was around five or six, I came home from school and had been informed that I had been acting up and that I had now had to be reprimanded. My father looked at me and said, your mother is going to take your sister. She was two at the time and take her to your grandparents down the street while I spank you. She doesn't need to hear you cry. I looked at my mom. She said nothing. She grabbed my sister. She left. My father took out his noise-canceling headphones and paced around the living room and started to unravel them, explaining to me my transgressions and how much he loved me, and this was hurting him because he didn't have his father to teach him. Mm -hmm. As I watched, he pulled his headphones to, he plugged his headphones into his receiver, then walked into the kitchen and grabbed a chair and placed it in the center of the room. He grabbed his headphones, walked back to the chair and sat down. He called me over. His tone was soft and gentle, not stern. Then he grabbed my wrist and the sweetness and any remnant of the reasonable side of my dad was gone. Flatly, he told me that the headphones were being put on so he couldn't hear me cry because it was too much for him to hear. That if my hands blocked the spanking, the hands were going to get it too. And the Mm -hmm. headphones were on. I don't remember the songs. I just remember screaming, what if it hurts too much and you can't hear me? But that was already the case. He couldn't. Yeah. He pulled my pants down threw me across his lap and spanked me for the length of two songs. I blocked, I screamed for help for my mom. Instinctively, I blocked with my hands. He stood true to his words and still rained down blows on my backside, my legs, and my back. Um, My hands were stinging because they were numb. I stopped fighting when I couldn't feel it anymore, and when I did, so did he. Almost like he believed the lesson was now learned. The horse had been broken in. I was five or six. Mm -hmm. The same age as my son. He made me stand in front of him. And I couldn't. So he held me in his lap. And he told me to not let that happen again. Because it would break his heart. I apologized. Mm -hmm. And I hugged him tight and I cried. He told me to stop. He wasn't going to baby after me after I did something wrong. He wasn't going to baby me after I did something wrong. I fell asleep on the couch crying silently because I'd get it again if he knew I was crying because that goes back to original sin. That lesson was brought up in church many times and it was applauded for my father standing his ground. I was asked by my congregants if I learned my lesson, if I understood that the love of God has permeated through my parents. I did, of course, what preschooler mm-hmm. didn't. Between episodes of Bobby's World and Sesame Street, I was reading the Bible regularly and self-flagellating, of course. <sighs> so uh, I have three amazing, hilarious, beautiful asshole children. <laughs> I would never think of putting them through anything remotely similar to that. And if yeah. someone said that I should because if an entity that is in a fucking book told them to, I'd remove them from that environment immediately. Mm-hmm. People who wouldn't 
they gravitate to those kinds of fucking teachings and they need uh, that's all they need they need that excuse and this gives them that that's all it is mm-hmm. but when I step back, I think about it, and I know that there's people, you know, that are in situations that are on the other end of the spectrum where parents are looking for guidance, and they're being led down this path, and they don't yeah. realize it or something. But the but the thing is, you're still a you're still a parent, and your responsibility is your chi- is, is your children and keeping them fucking safe from any kind of lifestyle. So. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're an, you're an asshole. That's the way I see I'm, I'm, I, that's, I wrote that and I thought it was funny when you were kind of mentioning the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. You want so to say something just, really quick before I keep going. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, I, go ahead. No, you I, too. I, I was taking some notes on some stuff I wanted to talk okay. about that you, that, that you mentioned. Okay. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Is it too long? Am I good? <laughs> no, you're good. No, we got okay. all the time in the world. Okay, you just, I'm getting my head. Okay. <sighs> Growing up like this absolutely affects your parenting because when your children act how you acted, bad or good, you start and are they are they say questions, you know, are they question anything you do? You immediately remember what happened when you did that. You think of how your parents reacted. Um I I've, I've pulled away. Ooh. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm aware of the manipulation and how to avoid it. I'm, I'm aware of that shit and everything. But what about the people from our generation that haven't connected these dots mm-hmm. that don't see the problem? They are didn't or still don't. You know, maybe it wasn't as extreme to them. Maybe they didn't face the, the extreme abuse or anything, but they still had these teachings. So now uh, they stayed or they left the church, but their teachings are still in them because yeah. that's just how they were raised and how bad could it really be? You know, to parent like that, if it's from the church, for gosh darn sakes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's a I fucking didn't turn issue. Out that bad. Right, exactly. So I'm, of that. course, I'm gonna spank my kid, and it's just a spanking. You know, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It never is. Yeah, um, it never is. I will never get to speak to my parents for what they did. Um, they refused uh, to believe that they did any wrong, and they still believe these teachings and that they're right. Um. The well goes deeper with what they put me through mm-hmm. and how it was all guised with God and their love. I have borderline personality disorder because of these teachings. I don't know how to control my emotions because I never learned what my emotions are. I never, mm-hmm. um, my parents didn't give a fuck. I was always told when I was scared that I wasn't scared. I was okay. So, um, <clears throat> I can link my other mental illnesses because they were only made worse by this, even though they didn't exist you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 11 the first time I tried to take my life. Um, the reason being the guilt and the shame that I felt nonstop because no one listened because I was a bad kid and deserved the horrible things that happened to me. It was yeah. just discipline, you know, and that's what I was told every day by the church, everybody. Um, so um, it went on uh, as I got older, you know, the same stuff as you, uh, you know, where the bigger I got, I didn't get spankings it just yeah, turned into yeah. more it got more physical uh the older i got when we yeah. got closer to the same height and stuff uh and it would happen so sporadically if i heard his pride or anything like that um all of a sudden i'd be getting yanked up by the collar on my shirt and he'd be in my face spitting mm-hmm. you know that mad grit teeth you know i don't you fucking talk to me like that again i'm your fucking thought you know just and then or i'm down on the ground he's way above me fist yep. over me 
Yeah. You know, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> um, yep. Um, the last time I remember was pretty similar to what you said. It was after he had, uh, I moved here when I was 17. He is a last power trip move came here to get me because I wasn't 18 yet and took me back here. Um, uh, the really fucked up thing about that is the guy that he came up here on the road trip to get me with was the guy who uh, sexually abused me as a kid. So mm -hmm. it was the two of them coming to get me and I had to drive 700 fucking miles back home with them in a car by myself. Oh. Um, but then we get there and I'm living in his fucking this guy's basement because my parents don't have a house because, of course, the fuck they don't. They've been evicted all of their fucking lives. And my dad's getting in my face and he's like, you can't go back to Wisconsin. You're, Danielle doesn't love you. You don't you know, she's probably cheating on you right now. And I fucking lost it. And I was crying. I grabbed him, threw him against the wall and I fucking like got in his face and I was up. Yeah. And then the next day I was leaving. I didn't yeah. I never seen him again. Um, yeah. yeah that's how yeah. yeah uh i'll close by saying i don't blame my whole horrible childhood in the church uh there's no way they could have known about the sexual assault i was facing from different people and the beatings i'd experienced like the ones that happened before church uh for spilling the beer my dad left on the floor the night before but you know they could have listened they could have not told my parents that they had the right to do whatever was necessary to keep me in line and they could have treated children like children and protected us like we thought we were being the whole fucking time and yep. fuck James Dobson. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, it. Whew. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I know, buddy. I know, I know it wasn't easy. Um, no, no, I, I, I really need, I really needed that. I did. I really needed that. And it yeah. was, it's, it's a lot of, um, a lot of what I just said is a lot of uh, the problems I've been having the last couple of weeks of my mental health because it's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, hard realizations and shit like that. But fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be done, man. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to touch. I've made some notes while you're oh, yeah, Go at it, man. Go at it. Um, yeah. Def defending your parents is yeah. something that has stuck with me for a long time and i remember when i met my wife and in, in talking about her childhood and i'd be always like oh yeah she had it worse because she was poor they moved around a lot because they didn't have money and like she was neglected like nobody you know her parents didn't really care about yeah. her or you know so <clears throat> that i'd always be like yeah you had it worse and i'm not making a scorecard but i no, I, I was like you're I'm rationalizing denying, to yourself yeah, i'm denying what yeah what happened and i i'm justifying what they did and mm -hmm. i was uh you know laughing <clears throat> it off as like it had no um effect on me it had there was no right. you know, um you don't look at how you deal in situations and how you react um maybe the pandemic and everything that's happened over the last five, six years has tapped into something where I'm like, uh, you know, something's going on in the world and inside of me that I need to control um, or that I need to get in touch with. Uh, so yeah, confront. Yeah. Yeah. But for years I would, I would either laugh off what happened. I would make jokes about it. I would, um, I would deny it happened. I wouldn't think about it, but the disassociation is still there. Um, yeah. The the pain is still there. The fear is still there. 
Um, and you just flinching. minimize it though to deal with it. Yeah. The yeah. flinching. Yeah. 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 Flinching. Um, not knowing why you're having the anxiety attack. Oh um, yeah. And, and there's a lot of stuff that comes with it and the mental health, like you were, you were talking about, uh, the, do you the get um really bad cold? Do you get really bad cold chills? If I get really like uh, like like over, you know like the over, body shaking like Ugh. yeah overexcited, over like overstimulated that happens. Um, yeah, I, I I was asking as I heard uh, I was watching a video from like some psychiatrist or something saying that was repressed trauma from like being a kid and not being able to like you know like show like oh fuck I'm scared right now you know like having to be still and mm. stuff. So yeah. now when you're like, now when you're doing that, it's your body being like, ah, you know, like, oh, this is still here. Like, ah. <laughs> um, and then I was uh, going to say too, it's, it's crazy that you, um, you the, 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 it's the only reason I made that connection. I was talking to Danielle recently about something. And then I was like, we were saying something and she was like, I told you before how your dad did this. And, and, you, and I was like, and I would just defend him. What? And I was just like, yeah, oh my God, you defend him all the time. And I was like, why the fuck would I do that? And then I thought about us talking about this and I'm like, well, it definitely goes back to that. And then I'm like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Then they start thinking and it's like a whirlwind of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever defended, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if defending it is the right term that I did or if it was like. Rationalization. Like, yeah. Or didn't make it to be that big of a deal. Well, it's definitely part of it. Yeah, for sure. Because you, you're writing it off as something, you yeah. know, what I mean? you're still you're still doing away with it for some reason. You know what I mean? You're not handling it all. You're just being like, no, it's it wasn't nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then blocking came up in my head just because I remember being not, being told not to block. And like when you said yeah. that, I was just like, yeah, it made everything worse. <laughs> i just like, remember the welts the welts on oh, my yeah. fucking hands yeah yeah i remember when i was specifically around my thumb oh my god because i remember not being able to move my thumb sorry the, no when i was saying about when my mom pinned me down and tried to shave my head um yeah when she she grabbed my hair and then and then swung at me and hit me and then after the first one i blocked it which made it a thousand times worse because then she grabbed the hair clippers and started hitting me with them. Um, you know, when I was, you know, I told, I was 17, so it hurt, but it didn't, you know, I wasn't crying or anything, you know, I was just like telling her to stop. And then the worst part of it, which I didn't even mention, but uh, I told her to stop. And then like, eventually she stopped. And I told, I said, Could, you know, mom, I love you. And she said, you don't love me. And then she walked out of the room. So yeah, that was something I had like that stuck in my head. Anytime anything came into my mind of, and I was going to mention it of like honoring your parents. Yeah. Oh man. And how that verse and that mentality has crippled so many of us from, from growing and so many of us from, finding better relationships with our parents uh if we want them um you mentioned uh which i'm going to get into about becoming parents but uh uh just creating an environment where that stuff can't happen Um, yeah but yeah honoring your parents is is something that's i've talked in therapy a lot about and yeah uh it that 
that, oh man it's so heavy that, it is because it makes me think about how like uh one thing that my parents my father always taught to yell at me about was respecting him you know like mm-hmm. respect you don't give me respect i need you you just respect constantly and i realize that i never say that to my kids yeah i'd like I, I just like realized I never say to my kids, like I'll say it to Danielle sometimes, you know, like I feel like they don't respect me, you know, like, but yeah. it's like a legit concern to my wife, but I'll never say to my kids, like, you know, like, like, it's just, yeah, we're trying to talk, talk to it in terms of boundaries. Yeah. Of listen, somebody doesn't want you. If you don't want somebody to do that to you, just say it. Yeah. And if they don't listen, then we go to the next step. Okay. But nothing says that you have to take it. So, you know, we're trying to express to them. And I'm good, I'm missing what I wanted to talk about because we're going into being a parent. But, like, I guess the two are intertwined. But, like, just just like that mindset kept me from writing. I, I, I wrote a letter to my mom in December. And it was about growing up. I didn't mention all the stuff that happened. Um, uh, I mentioned some of it and uh physical abuse emotional abuse uh the um the mental health struggles i've had the suicide attempts uh all that stuff and you know she wrote me back a letter and she apologized and everything which is great um i told her that i didn't want my kids around her because of how she raised me and um, I've seen the way that she disciplined my nieces and nephews, um, which would be my kids that would be going to her. Um, and she's spanked them as well. And that will not be tolerated with me. Um, right. And uh, it was, uh, I said, you won't give them silent treatments. If you want a relationship with them, you will treat them both the same. And I explained to them how our youngest son, Brayden, is. Um, he loves wearing dresses. And he, he's told us that he likes boys. And, you know, we've told her that. And I said, you will not treat them any differently. If you do, you are cut off. Um, right. That's awesome. You know, so I don't have a relationship with my mother. Uh, I gave her a chance to come into a new relationship with me with new boundaries. And she never said, even though she apologized, she never said, I want that relationship. Right. So that is what it is. And, um, but it took me so long to write that letter just because I went through weeks and weeks of therapy of going over the terms of, of what I say to myself, that I'm a bad child, that I don't honor my mom, that I don't love my mom, that, uh, everybody thinks I'm going to be a bad son, um, or just a bad person. And like going through all the things that I say, and it took weeks it took weeks, months of just going through that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's such a powerful thing. And I go on all these uh, ex-Christian um, forums or groups or Reddit or Facebook or whatever. And people are saying m- most of the posts are of how to deal with your parents. Yeah. I've noticed that like, too. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, that is such a heavy and it goes beyond that these are my parents and i i there's some kind of nurture love relationship there it goes beyond that it goes into this drilling down into your head over and over again but they never talk about the other part of that you know not that not the other part of that verse but the other part of the bible that says 
parents do not bring your children to wrath or to anger or you know however you want to take that and i don't even, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about that's in the bible don't? what yeah no i'm serious um, man i don't I, that wasn't a, that was a kind of a joke <laughs> um let me see here it is God damn oh i believe you man i just that just the the it's one of those fucking things where it's you never hear any of the positive a few it's, bad uh, apples <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ephesians uh six four one second just trying to get it i like that you're doing this though i think so if anyone is listening and they're like Wait. okay no, it is it is part of this verse it's ephesians 6 2 no honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you that you may enjoy a long life on earth so and then the last part of the verse goes fathers do not ex- exasperate this is a new international version fathers do not exasperate your children instead bring mm-hmm. them up in training and instruction of the lord or fathers do not provoke your children to anger Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Huh. Fathers, do not provoke your children. There's no other. But just don't provoke that. them. Don't provoke them. Hmm. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. So, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never so, knew that was part of that verse ever. Oh, yeah. Usually parents stop after that one. Honor your yeah, father and mother, so your your days may be long a love a, on the earth or whatever. Um, so, but uh, yeah, uh, and then lastly, really quick, uh, I was going to put it at the end, but you talked about it, and I'm glad you did. Um, mm. But uh, being a parent, yeah, because we're we're both parents. Chrissy's a parent, and I know that she would feel the same way if she was here. Um, mm. uh, my wife and I never really had the conversation of whether we were going to discipline the kids that way or not. The only way it came up was, uh, I think when we were having our first kid and my wife said, uh, are we going to hit our kids? And I said, absolutely not. And she said, good, just checking. I think that was like the, the, the extent of that's the conversation. The gist. Yeah. That's probably, that's all it should be. <laughs> it yeah. shouldn't even have to happen, but if it does, that's all it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we we taught that was the gist of the conversation. But as we've been getting older and, and, and realizing that our kids are their own individual person and they're not us and not who we they we're not living our lives vicariously through our kids. They're living right. their own lives and yeah. um, and realizing they have their own emotions, feelings, wants, desires. And all that is valid. Um, it's come into a new conversation with the kids and a new way of dealing with things. And we're not perfect at all. We still yell. Um, we still scream. Um, we still tell them, you know, go to your room, you know, stuff like that. You know, we never insult them. Uh, we, at the end of our arguments or fights or, disagreements or anything like that we always go to them apologize when we have to apologize because that's something that never happened to me as a kid oh hell Um, yeah that's a big fucking thing that we do too and that's the the exact same reason because we know Mm -hmm. how much it hurts to not when especially when we've done the thing that's wrong you know like Mm -hmm. we've overstepped a little bit by raising their voice maybe a little too much we're like oh we Mm -hmm. definitely admit admit our fault here and know that they can still come to us and say like our our bad you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, we always walk away from our conversation saying we love you. Yep. We're sorry. Um, yep. And how we can handle it better next time. And it's not a false promise. It's mm-hmm. not a I'm I'm not going to do this again to you uh, because we we explained to them we're working on this. Kids, we didn't grow up in this type of environment. We don't we're learning how to do this. We are learning yeah. on the fly. Um, I, you know, I never learned how to communicate growing up and I'm just learning how to do it with you. And I'm sorry, but yeah, dude, you, that, you know, and, and it's, it's kids give you more grace than you think. Th- um, I've had, a, I've had this exact conversation with my two oldest because mm-hmm. they're getting older and starting to ask questions about my family and stuff and like how I mm-hmm. grew up and everything. And I tell them like my parents, are we're bad you know i don't talk to my mom anymore because uh you know she was abusive too she'd hit me and lash out and say things that were fucked up or use me as an as an excuse to do horrible things to other people mm-hmm. you know what i mean a rationalizing shit or my dad would do things and she wouldn't fucking say anything yep you know and and that's the biggest thing with her is like she stood by and let so much shit happen yep you know and has never acknowledged any of it and when i do it's I was scared. I was, I don't give a fuck if you were scared. I was four years old. I was this Mm -hmm. years old. I've told you things that happened to me with people. The man that did the shit to me that happened to me was her literal best friend and nothing fucking ever happened. You know what I mean? And it's, and when you say that shit to her now, it's nothing. So I just, I I don't want that around my kids. I don't want that environment. I don't want nothing like that. Mm -hmm. So my kids ask me, you know, cause like a year or two ago, I was still talking to her because I was still trying. She wasn't reaching out to me. I'd recall her on holidays or something like, here's, here's, here's me. Mom say, hi. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're so big. Of course they're fucking big. They're growing. You goddamn idiot. And then I take the phone, you know, then it's just, this, they ask questions. They're like, why don't we talk to yeah. me anymore? And I yeah. tell them, I'm like, okay, well, I'll be honest with you. You know, you're 10. I can tell you me and me mom don't get along. She was, she didn't train, like she trained me. Right. Jesus. Fuck. She, uh, <laughs> she didn't treat you right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I said train me right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't train you the right way. It's alright. She didn't. <laughs> but uh, you know, like she's she's just she's not a good person. She, so we're just not going to talk to her, and she was just not going to be involved. And it's mm-hmm. I've I'm, I told them the legit same thing when I was a kid. They didn't treat me in a right way and teach me the things I need to to know with how to to emote mm-hmm. to deal with my feelings. So. I'm learning and I'm growing, but I promise that no matter what, I will respect your boundaries and respect yep. everything about you. And I will never just fucking be angry with you because of my stuff. But there are times where I'm going to need patience where we can just talk about this or I will have to walk away, but you will never have that responsibility where it's on you to stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's a weird conversation to have with my 10 year old, but she's oh, just so, <laughs> she's so emotionally aware because of how we let them come to us and explain how express how they feel and stuff that it's like, mm-hmm. I we can have that conversation where I'm like, what you're feeling right now, I'm feeling too, even though I'm an adult, but I get it's, it's so fucking weird. It's hard to explain. If, if you can have a conversation when you were a child about going to hell burning for eternity um worrying about your 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 spiritual salvation then the rapture all this other heavy shit at such a young age 
I'm pretty sure your kids can handle you saying I'm having a rough time with this. You know, uh, I need some, I need some grace. With it's this. it's I just, it's, fuck. Oh, I, man. I, I don't like asking my kids for that because I'm just like, it, it feels like I'm a, I'm a kid asking a parent for, for help, you know, but yeah, at the same time, that's I'm exactly like, what it feels like. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, I'm, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> it's okay to say that, you know, I, don't know how I, to I do think this it's, now I'm learning. I've, and I feel like it's it's super healthy for our children to realize. I help them. I think it helps them realize, like, all my parents are humans too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't want my kids to think I'm a fucking superhero because I'm not. I want them, but I'm gonna always try to be for them. That's what yeah. I want. I want. I want that. Dis, I want that. This. Uh, what's distinguished? Distinct. I can't fucking think of the word right now. <laughs> Dude, my brain is so fucking fried right now. No, that's all right. No, like I, <laughs> I tell my like my uh, my therapist asked me like, "What's your end goal with the kids?" And I'm just like, "I want a relationship with them when they're my age." That's all I want. You know, and I want, I want I, you know, I want them to be like, "Hey, you want to go to the movies?" Or, "Hey, I'm having this issue right now. Can I talk to you about it?" Or, you know, you want to go to lunch or let's talk on the phone for a couple of minutes, you know, some, anything like that. I would take anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. The I just, for the weekend, <laughs> you know, I just want my kids to always understand. I hope that they always understand that no matter, I hope I want them to see that I'm not the strongest person ever, but I don't ever want them to see me weak. Yeah. But and and it's ah oh man, I don't know. Yo, my it's, kids have seen me cry so many times. Well, that's the thing that's like that's really fucking with me lately is with all this like me figuring all this shit out and coming to terms with things and trying to be more expressive with my feelings. Like I talk to Danielle about shit a lot more when I'm in like when I'm in a manic state. I can walk through it a lot better. Like I, I can't deal with it better myself, but I can make the environment better by letting my wife know, like, I am in a funk. I don't know why. And I'm trying to get out of it. So I'm going to yeah. be quiet for a while, but I'm here. I'm present, even though I'm not speaking. And she's like, thank you for expressing that. We can do this together. You know what I mean? I wasn't like that for the longest fucking time because of the shit growing up where it's, it's the teachings from stuff like this, where it's your, your emotions don't matter because you don't know your emotions. I'm not going to teach you those emotions that yours that's your responsibility, your responsibility to know them basically. And, uh, yeah, that's just, that's on you G, you know, like that's basically it. It's yeah, I'm man. rambling. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Um, hold on. Give me one second. I just got to text my wife. Fucking hell. My oldest son just got up. So <laughs> he's a teenager. He's he'll be 13 in next week. So that's okay. My 10 uh, year old does it all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they stay home from school because I have COVID. So um, anyway, um, let's see. Was there anything else that we had to talk about? There was one more this? thing. We're I going to talk about Dobson in a second, but. There was one more thing I wanted to bring up because um, earlier when you brought up the thing with the shirt and everything and the blocking yeah. and when you, she left and she said, uh, when you said, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I, I love you. And she said, you don't love me. Yeah. I, um, 
that reminded me of a very similar fucking thing that happened with me that like I don't even I never even talked to anyone about because I didn't know how to defend it but I defended it to myself I've mm-hmm. rationalized it to my it's one of those situations you know where I'm like for some reason I'm like can't tell anyone about that because then everyone will be like oh no you were abused but I wasn't though because it meant this but they don't understand that you know what I mean yeah yeah and yeah. it's I was like fucking oh god damn it was like around nine I think or ten years old maybe ten and I would, I didn't want to take a shower because I had a stomach ache because something had happened and I was laying in bed and I couldn't move because I had a stomach cramp and my dad was losing his shit about something and I just wouldn't get out of bed and get in the shower. And he was so mad and he just went in my room, grabbed me out of my bunk bed and like, I wouldn't move. And he just started like smacking and punching me and like fucking grabbed me and took me in the bathroom and threw me in the shower. And I tried mm-hmm. to get out because I, my stomach was hurting. I thought I was going to puke and he threw me back in the shower super hard turn mm-hmm. the water on and the water was hot as fuck and he's like don't the fuck get don't get the fuck out of that shower and then and then like i would start crying and i'm like i don't feel good and i threw up in the yeah. shower and then motherfucker freaks out because i think he realized what the fuck he just did and yeah. then he yeah. goes downstairs and this is around christmas time we had like a fucking uh like there was like shoes all over the place and like a fucking uh what was it, a train set around the christmas tree all i hear is shit flying and him screaming i get out of the shower and i have a towel and i went to go see if he was okay and i go downstairs and he's lying on the fucking floor and there, everything's everywhere the train set and shit and he's just lying face down on the floor sprawled out and i'm like are you mm. okay dad i love you no response mm. i'm gonna take a shower now took a fucking shower and went to sleep <sighs> I've never talked about that. Like to that, like I, t- oh my God, man. And it's, and it's the same fucking thing. I was the, the whole time I was disrespectful. That's all he kept saying. You're disrespecting me. You're mm-hmm. not listening. Why won't you listen? And it's just, oh, and it's all, and of course went to church yeah. the next couple of days and it's same shit when they're having their fucking donuts and shit and their coffee after service and it's like well you know we had an episode this week where someone didn't want to in the shower mm-hmm. when i you know and but they smelled and they were dirty and you know i made one over board a little bit but you gotta listen you mm-hmm. you know if maybe if you listen and it's just like god fucking damn man yeah yeah um yeah the only oh man yeah that's that's Taking responsibility for your parents' bullshit is something that we're we're trying desperately not to do. And anytime that my wife and I have a disagreement or an argument or there's something going on with me, like if I'm having a depressive spell or anything like that, I've been more open with the kids and trying to let them know that it has nothing to do with them. Um, oh yeah that that's a big thing yeah that's yeah. that's super important that's awesome that you're doing that dude i just started doing shit like yeah. that where like I, I can tell like the kids will like look at me and i'm a little spacey I'm like i'm i'm cool i'm cool i'm just a little tired or i'm just a little out of it today it's mm-hmm. nothing you guys are doing i'm just i'm cool i mean i'm good yeah. you know that's super fucking important to do man that's awesome yeah even my oldest son like i've been telling him now like he's like are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm just i'm going through i'm a little depressed today uh it has nothing to do yeah. with you uh or with mom or you know anything it's just me you know so yep. be more open about it um and then the last thing really quick before we go and adopt and because we got to finish is yeah. that um when you said that you know about your mom not defending and then nobody at the church 
defending and i'm like i'm thinking of like yeah your mom because my mom didn't either my mom also yeah. participated in it um <clears throat> so uh it's a little bit different there but i've talked in therapy about not having protectors and everything but like uh in the church is like i don't think it would have fucking mattered like i i, I the best that you probably would have hoped for and i would have hoped for is that they would have come to my stepfather or your father and told them like, you can't go this far, but you know, you can do this. You know, if, if, if you would have somehow come to somebody and told them and they would have believed you, because that's the thing. Kids it lie was, all the time. Right. Exactly. Exactly that. And I knew, no, I knew that that was the case. It's why mm-hmm. nothing ever happened. And not only that, my whole fucking family went to the church. So if I said anything to anybody, my cousin would hear it, my blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And people that were fucking involved in shit that was going on would hear, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that person's already being protected by that person. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's so fucking, it's fucked yeah. up. It's really it, fucked up. And it, it yeah. takes so long to realize that it's that fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, th- that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Uh, but with that, we're going to we're going to leave it here. Sorry if uh, you heard too much about our past and what we went through. Uh, we want you to be able to share if you want to. Part of this is uh, I feel like there's a stigma, especially with men um, talking about what uh, their emotions, their feelings, therapy, uh, how things still affect them and bother them. Trauma, yeah. all of that stuff. And uh, we want to break that cycle. Uh, Chrissy wants to break that cycle also. Uh, There is a huge block with women in the church and being in in going out and seeking help. Uh, Hey, but don't speak for her. She might not, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, I (laughs) I can't wait for her to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I am not breaking any goddamn cycles. Yeah. Yeah, Um, like the last text we got. I am not sick in the head. um but yeah so we want you to we're encouraging you if you have any anything that you would like to say uh if you need to vent if you just want to talk to us i can do a zoom call with you and we don't have to record it if you want to talk to one of us uh uh, i've been told that some of those sessions voices sessions that we that i've done with people are like therapy um if you just need somebody to to vent to uh Donovan and I have both heard it and been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, you want to just about it? Type it out so, and just yeah. send it out into the void. We we will gladly be there to either just have it sent to us if you don't want yeah. a response. Respond if you do. You, uh, read it for you it. if you would like to share it. Yeah, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. We're here to help for sure as much as we you can. You can even say, "I'm sending you an email. I don't want you to open it. I just needed to get it off my chest. Can you delete it?" And yep. you got it. You know. Um, yeah but we're we're here uh and uh yeah we hope it helped uh we hope it didn't scare any of you (laughs) yeah hurt anybody (laughs) yeah too much too much uh i understand it can be too much and i understand that it can unlock and as 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 you can tell as donovan and i are both talking to each other Mm -hmm. bouncing off stuff that happened it's unlocking a lot of other stuff that happened uh, that we haven't talked about or or even come to ourselves talk to ourselves about with, yeah know? um so hidden away from ourselves yeah uh yeah i don't know what else to say you have anything else 
no i it's i think everything you're saying is is perfect i do i just yeah i uh i had it but i lost it i was like i'm gonna tag in and fucking kill this and i lost it when you said what you said because i was like yeah that's a good point (laughs) that's why i was taking notes on my phone while you were talking god damn it i was i was i was teeing it up i was like and here i go oh wait what that was great (laughs) (laughs) all Um, right no no i do uh yeah Fuck, it was a good point. I'll remember it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. With that, uh, please reach out to us at uh, xcompod at uh, Gmail if you want to email us or xcompod. Can you imagine if we didn't share that? We forgot. We said all yeah, that wonderful yeah, stuff yeah. about reaching out. And we're like, all right, yeah. good night. <laughs> uh and then uh, you can find us on Instagram uh, or TikTok at XCOM Pod. You can follow us on Facebook, our little group there, the X Communication Station Podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me at Chaz X Cure or 17 underscore seconds. You can listen to my other podcast, The Holy Hour, where Gavin and Antonio and I talk all things Cure related, the band. Um, thank you to the band Iron Sheik for the intro and outro song, Those Heads Are Our Heads. Uh, that's iron and then c-h-i-c like the wrestler only spelled differently um and uh you can listen to donovan's other podcast it's called laughing with you not at you as a podcast i do with my wife where we talk about mental health and our children and speaking of which i uncovered something that i thought would be cool if there's any other listeners that are parents i did a podcast with my kids a couple years ago where we did like five episodes where i did improv with them where i was like uh fictional characters of like legend and books and stuff and they would interview mm-hmm. me and i would just we would just ramble like they were like these, it was called uh the adventures of uh, professor jelly being a doctor unicorn so if you got kids look it up they're like 15 up 15 minutes long i think you you really like it. they're really funny That's and funny. cute very yeah. cool i just remembered um, that i thought it'd be a nice little light-hearted thing to share after this yeah absolutely thing <laughs> Um, if you want to uh, catch up with us on this series, you are more than welcome to read any James Dobson books. Um, oh, and then uh, uh, I, you can hop into Train Up a Child with the Pearls, because that's what Chrissy is currently reading. And I don't know, maybe make her feel better that she's not the only one. Um, I yeah, and, and she got sick in the middle of reading that fucking garbage and researching yeah. and writing the script for it. Oh my god, it feels so it bad. COVID. Oh um, no. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna be going into that, and then I found some really cool stuff for uh, not didn't find, but I I, I wrote a really good uh, Bible study episode. Uh, for oh you. really? Yeah, I can't wait to do that after this is over. So. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, <laughs> and with that, uh, peace be with your spirit and with you, my brother. My brother. <laughs> Thank you, Donovan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Chaz. I appreciate okay. appreciate you appreciating it. Oh, I love you, Donovan. I love you too, man. This was okay. very therapeutic for me, and I appreciate you being there. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, man. For realsies. Okay. For real. For real, man. Um, I'm I'm so. being for I, I am for real. For real. I just <laughs> I get nervous that people think that I'm not being so I make a joke and that takes away from the seriousness and it fucks it up. 
<laughs> yeah, my wife's always like, how come you can't be serious? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah but... Oh, what, that, oh, your wife? I thought you were talking about Danielle. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Oh, your wife says it to you too? Yeah, yeah I wonder, man. I wonder if that's something to do with our, how we deal with our mental health struggles. Nah, uh, can't be that. Why is everything a joke to you? And I'm just like, I want to be like, because everything is life and death inside of my head. Um, I was like, yeah, if, if I don't, if I don't make it a joke to me, then if I'm, if I make it serious, like what's going on up here, <laughs> it's real sad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that. Uh, anyway. Nah. Uh, so, um, everybody Positive. say. <laughs> I like my looks. I like my personality. I've got a choice to make almost every second that I'm awake. But maybe the reason.